Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. The show's namesake, BJ Shea. He's right there. <laughs> I'm back. Uh-oh. Oh, no. And running the boards is Joey D's. I'm afraid, Rev. Uh, me too. On today's show, we will talk about The Flash season finale, Superman and Lois, Masters of the Universe, maybe that more, but always the geek sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. Going to have our blogs, podcasts, and more. more. Or just search for BJ Shay's Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, and the Odyssey app. Okay. Wow. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, that was amazing. Oh, my goodness. Now, BJ, you haven't been here for a while. I haven't? No, you haven't. Actually, we, uh, we all haven't been here for a here, while. Yeah, I was just here last week. I know, I know, I know. But I'm saying in general, there have been a lot oh. of things in your nerdy world that you haven't had a chance to talk about. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. And there's yeah. been a lot of television that you've been watching because, I mean, that is one of your favorite things to do. It is what I do. And also, one of your favorite things to do is experience the fun that is the CW shows. Oh, God. I'm excited to hear about uh, what's going on in Flash with the season finale and uh, what's been happening. Well, you know, uh, when you've been on for seven seasons, what are you going to do? That's, I mean, what I, that's exactly what I was uh, like. What the hell are they going to do? Yeah. Uh, and, of course, we saw the we saw that Cisco left and uh, left this series. Though we did come back for the uh, the season finale, which was a two-parter called Heart of the Matter. And uh, we get to see Flash's uh, future daughter. She shows back up again with his future son, Bart, who is... Uh, Annoyingly funny, actually. And oh, okay. So, uh, and they've got to fight another speedster, Godspeed. So there's everybody running around. Wait. There's purple speed and red speed and yellow speed and white speed. Everybody, all the colors of speed. Godspeed? Yeah, he's a guy. Oh, okay. Uh, it's like good speed, Godspeed. Okay, okay, okay. I'm trying yeah. to figure out which way and how they always try to uh, like uh, sort of take a name that's going to be a speedy type name and yeah. work it into that. So, okay. I was figuring, yeah. was, is he a preacher who uh, decides to give the word as quickly as possible? Godspeed. Uh, that's a really good question. Probably not. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, John Wesley Ship, of course, who was the 90s Flash, he was back and he's had uh, some guest starring moments in this show. So it was fun seeing him don the old 1950s or 40s sort of Flash metal helmet with the, you know, with the sort of uh, art, oh. de- art deco looking helmet that he yeah, wears. Wow. Yeah, so he dresses up like that. That's cool. Uh, and, you know, there's. Um, there was, everybody was in it, including uh, Tom Cavanaugh came back to play the uh, Eobard Thawne, who had basically taken the place of Harrison Wells, and he was evil Harrison Wells in the first season, oh, first yeah, couple of seasons wow, of yeah. Flash. So they had everybody in this. It was a, you know, it was it was fun. Uh, you know, as fun as Flash can be. Uh, you know, and then Flash started singing. I think because they were re- they were renewing singing? their vows. Yeah, because Cisco remarried them, and you know, it's it's what it is. It's the C dub. <laughs> Okay, yeah, yeah that yeah. just seems almost very, uh, yeah, not, yeah. Uh, okay. I don't know. I feel like they're also getting tired of it. Um, you know, my big problem with with when you have shows with superheroes is how do you beat the really strong heroes? 
like uh, Killer Frost, it just it, it irritates me. She's so strong and powerful with her ice powers, yet she gets her ass kicked by everybody until she turns evil. Then when you're evil, apparently, then you're really strong and kick everybody's ass. Yeah. So I'm not Ooh, sure what lesson good. the CW is telling us. <laughs> uh, Let the sure. hate flow through you. Yeah, I think it is. It's the dark side. It's really, you know, maybe they should all embrace the dark side a bit. Uh, but it was a fun season finale, and there is going to be a season eight, so uh, I'll be watching with my daughter. We both sort of ridicule it together. It's become our thing. <laughs> it's it's like, not necessarily hate watching, but you're. Uh, uh, it is. I mean, oh, it's okay. Like this, it's our, our mystery science theater is what we're doing to nice, this. Nice, nice. Um, but again, I'm not sure where they can go after you know all these seasons, and of course they do a lot of time travely stuff, and your head hurts at the end of each episode. So. Uh, you know, um, and they only have so much of a budget. So there's a lot of things where you go, oh, okay, it's a television show on the C-Dub. What are you going to do? <laughs> well, uh, the eighth season of The Flash will premiere on Tuesday, November 16th, 2021. That's right. And I mean, uh, the season still- premiere will be a part of a special five-episode crossover event with the Arrowverse, which uh, the Arrow is not even going on anymore. So Yeah, so the Arrowverse, I guess, was everybody like Supergirl and Legends and, uh, you know, Arrow started it all. But then I also wonder if the Arrow will come back. I, th- you know, we don't know what happened to Oliver Queen. It was very mystical what happened to him. So he he could still be alive, but sort of in a weird corporeal or not. I should say non corporeal form. At least the way they, if I remember how they ended Arrow, he might, you know, he and you know Felicity are in some sort of weird dimensional something or other. I I don't know. <laughs> I don't think they're dead. I don't think they're alive. I'm not sure what they are. Oh, you mean they, so they're 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 quote unquote out of commission, but if uh they needed to come back for any reason, writers, then they could absolutely yeah. do so. Yeah, because we've seen everybody come back. I mean John Diggle has shown up in Flash, you know, and so he's part of the Arrowverse was, you know, Arrow's right hand man. Uh, you know, I forget he has a, he, I think it was called the guardian or the, or the Kickmaster or some, he had the some name. I forget what his name was. He wore I a helmet. Was. He really wore like a welder's helmet and that was it. You know, that was his thing. So I don't know if he was the, the punch master, whatever he was. The uh, punch master. That's even better. So we'll see what that looks like. Uh, but I will tell you the show that I'm very pleased with. It's a CW show, but because the characters are adults and they have teen children, at least their drama is a little closer to what I can relate to as a parent. Uh, Superman and Lois, I really am liking a lot. I have to say this first season has been really spot on. Um, and, oh, you know, okay. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Tyrell Hoechlin plays a great Superman. Uh, Elizabeth Tulloch is, I have to say, who plays Lois Lane. She's is a no, she's. I remember how annoying Margot Kidder was as Lois Lane. Yeah. And Elizabeth is really channeling that. Um, but <laughs> In a but, good way? Because you don't actually, sound like you're hating on it. No, I don't. Like, just when I want to hate her, it's like, oh, wait, she's actually kind of cool. So Elizabeth has found a way to not be as Margot Kidder as Margot Kidder. Um, for me, because I never liked Margot's uh, Lois Lane. I found her annoying. Elizabeth's Lois Lane has some likable characteristics, maybe because she's a mom. So I feel like... You know, uh, and and um, you know, and he's got the uh, he's got the you know the the, the good Charlotte emo son uh, <laughs> Jordan who has powers, and then he's got the jock uh, other kid uh, Slappy who doesn't have powers, and um, but still I kind of like the family, um, and I like uh, I like uh, Clark Kent. I really there's something to it, and Lois's dad is like a commander who uh, he's a general who's well tried to kill Superman as, as a backup plan in case Superman went nuts. 
uh, John Henry Irons, uh, who comes from another dimension where Superman did actually go nuts and kill everybody. Uh, they oh, all like work the together. Injustice one, yeah, okay. Yeah, and and uh, they all work together to basically uh, beat Superman's kind of brother, who uh, posed as a regular dude, but then turns out. Uh, you know, he wanted to ruin everything. And it, it's been a good season where, you know, uh, Superman's brother has his Fortress of Solitude in the desert. And Superman's dad, who's the holographic projector, we've seen this in other shows mm-hmm. where he's a great guy. Whereas his brother, you know, his dad is a douche. And it's just like, you will be in pain. And basically tortures the kid to teach him how to deal with pain so that he can do what needs to be done to basically have all of the souls of Krypton take over human bodies and kick all the human essences out. So it's a really good story arc this season. It hasn't wrapped up yet. Uh, they got a couple more episodes left. Uh, um, a new episode will be on this uh, Tuesday, I believe. Nice. Uh, right. So yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. So that um, tomorrow, Wednesday, I forget what day it's on. Uh, but it's this week, and it's good. It's. I think if you're looking for something to binge, and you do like Superman, but want to see a different take on it, and um, uh, and it is a CW show, so yeah, there's, they're going to have their moments. But it seems but on that end, still- like you said, it's like the parents' problem. So a lot of the times I feel like you can just kind of eye-roll those problems while Superman and Lois are eye-rolling those problems. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and, and you know, Superman's kind of, it's, you know, you talk about him being a god, but he's forced to be human and deal with humanity because he's got children. And I've never seen this version of Superman as a parent. So um, That's cool. That's really cool, actually. Yeah, I, I, it, it's, no, it's a novel idea. It is, and, and, and I, I really, it's... It is my favorite CW superhero show, and uh, uh, Flash has been replaced by this, and 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 uh, so yeah, Superman and Lois is I, I think worth a watch. Nice, and then I mean, you've been getting those shows that I actually do really want to watch, and one of them was going to be basically my Saturday morning cartoon replacement, you know, for when I want to be a big old man child, and that would be Masters of the Universe Revelation which is Kevin Smith's uh, take on the Masters of the Universe show, uh, animated style, on Netflix. And uh, you've been able to see it, right? Yes. I, I, I was not planning to watch this because Masters of the Universe, He-Man, all of that was not my world. Um, Fair enough. I thought, I thought the cartoon was junk, but I mean, you know, look, I, I think the cartoons probably that I watched when I was very little people right? thought was junk, too. If I tried uh, to go back and watch Masters of the Universe now, I'd be like, oh my god, this is just a shield for toys. And then, yeah. of course, because I remember buying almost all of the toys. I had Castle Grayskull when I was a kid. Like, yeah. that stuff, like, it's totally, it's just a lead-in for the toys, but I didn't care because I loved it. And that's the idea is, like, look, when you're a little kid, there's a hero and there's a bad guy. And, you know, I also was very upset at the fact that Skeletor, I think, was just a ripoff of uh, Dr. Smith from the old Lost in Space <laughs> show. Uh, you know, and I've had, fights with, I've had fights with people about that. Um, so you're like, I, I was not planning to watch it, but then... I saw Kevin Smith, you know, as he's in the middle of, uh, you know, doing Clerks. He he had a post, and it might have been his birthday, or maybe it was maybe it was when they found out they were going to get to do Clerks three. He said, "I'm very very happy, even though I should be sad because everybody's beating the crap out of my Masters of the Universe show." Um, and and people were hating it, and I thought, okay, uh, let me go because I like Kevin Smith. He's been you know he's been on our radio show. He's been really kind to me, and I thought, all right, I'm going to go watch his show. I'm going to go see what this is about. And not knowing anything about He-Man, not caring about He-Man, and seeing that what he did was really take a show that had nothing. There was no depth to it at all. None, yeah. And gave it a story. He actually gave it some history, gave the characters some depth and personality, and I'm like, 
You know what? I want to. I want to watch the next episode. You know what? I know it's over, but you know what? I'm gonna all right, just another half hour. I'm gonna watch the next episode. I really liked it, and I thought I didn't want to like this. There was nothing about this that made me want to like this, except of course that Kevin Smith told a really good story, and he did something revolutionary, which pissed off everybody. Which uh, I'm going to spoil a little bit because yeah, it's been go ahead, time. go ahead. Yeah, there's been plenty um, of time. Basically, he kills He-Man and Skeletor right in the first episode. Wow. They're both, they're both gone. Yeah, they're both gone. And, um, and, of course, that's not the way it's going to end, but that is basically what he did. And then it, it really focuses on Tila, who is Sarah Michelle Gellar is the voice, which is really, really cool. That's cool, yeah. And uh, Susan Eisenberg, who uh, I, I shouldn't say Susan Eisenberg, Eva Lynn, who was played by Lena Hitty. Uh, Hedy, oh, who, of yeah. course, we know, you know, from Game of Thrones. So, yeah, all right. I'm like, all of a sudden, who shouldn't be in for this? I mean, the you know, I, I, like there should be people that are so much fans of Buffy and so many fans of Game of Thrones who love those two actors to go, all right, I'm going to watch this show just because I want to see what they do. And they do what you expect them to do. I mean, Sarah Michelle Gellar is an awesome hero who's pissed because... You know, they lied to her because they she didn't know the guy that she had, I think, had romantic feelings for. Adam was actually He-Man. She didn't know that. Wow. You know, and uh, also Liam Cunningham, also from Game of Thrones, plays Man-at-Arms. So all these people, like Merman, there's everybody that you remember in it. Yeah. Triclops, all these folks. Henry Rollins plays Triclops. Um there's a lot of all those guys. Stephen Root, you know from Office Space, yeah, you know, you know, the stapler. Oh, he was in uh, Get Out. Yes, he yes. was. Yeah. yeah, Stephen Root's been in a lot of great stuff. Justified, King uh, of the Hill. Yeah, he plays Cringer. I mean, Wait, so, the cat. Yes, there's a lot of great voices. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought a lot of the hate for Kevin Smith came from the fact that before the series came out, he alluded that it was going to be about the He-Man, you know, himself. And that, that was the I idea. don't know, Joe. Yeah, I don't know sure if he ever that, said yeah. it because it's called Masters of the Universe Revelation. So and it's not He-Man. It just says Masters of the Universe Revelation. And I guess there are other Masters of the Universe. Because it was re- uh, reviewed well by the critics. I think it was just the audience that was angry, right? Yeah. And I think it kind of comes along the same lines as like when you see something like that and it would be like when, you know, when comic books killed Spider-Man. And Doc Ock took over the body and people lost their minds. Or when Captain America said, Hail Hydra. You know, it was these things that are supposed to be those linchpins that get you invested into the story. And it's an actual story. It's not a 30-minute, you know, product-selling segment. It's them trying to put a story into it. So it makes sense. Yeah, so we've uh, we we look. Yeah, you get some payoff by the lad. There's this is a ten episode series. We've only seen the first five episodes. Mm-hmm. So part one of this, you know, two part epic. It, it does, and so they look again. Spoiler alert: if you don't, if you haven't seen it yet, then uh, well, I've already told you number one that He Man and Skeletor <laughs> die. Uh, and stop listening now if you don't want to hear the rest because they're not dead. Uh, it turns out that neither one of them are dead. Uh, one of them goes what? to. A, yeah, one of them goes to this spiritual place where he was dead, but he gets to live forever because as a, a protector of the universe We're that he was, he gets to hang with others. So there have been other people that have the power of Grayskull, uh, and I don't oh. know the world that well. So you, you, so if you wield that sword, and if you are a protector like He-Man was for all these years, when he died, you don't die, you get to hang out. And for some reason, 
The rest of the people that are in this sort of heaven land for protectors, they all went as their protector alter ego. Like, you know, they went as Slap a Store and Flango Boy and all this, whatever. Slap a Store. Rather than whoever they really were. But He Man decided to go as the prince. He just went as Prince, I think Prince Adam. Prince Adam, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. He went to, and he decided to stay in that form, even though he could have been in the He Man. So everybody makes fun of him and goes, you know what? You really don't have any speed. You don't have any skill because for some reason you decided to come back here. Yeah, as, just you know, a little girly man. Uh, yeah, just as little regular guy. Uh, <laughs> he eventually does get back to the regular world, which he can do. But they tell him, if you go back to the regular world, guess what? You can what? never come back here. But he's like, no worries. I have to pick up the, you know, because they got to reforge because the, you know, the, uh, the big sword gets wrecked and they got to put it back together. And that's their quest. And. Uh, trouble is, is that Skeletor, uh, was hiding this whole time in Evelyn's staff. And it's unfortunate because Evelyn started being buddies with everybody. She went on the quest with, uh, Tila and realized maybe she was on the wrong side all these years. Uh, but then when Skeletor comes back, uh, everybody, I mean, really, uh, all of the people that were beast man and Evelyn, they were all like sort of on everybody's team realizing, Hey, we all work together better. Why are we all fighting? And then Skeletor comes back and goes, hi, everybody, I'm Hi, back. Everybody, and, you, I'm back. and they're like, all right, I guess we have to be evil again. Well, it was nice. <laughs> it was nice hanging. Um, but unfortunately, it looks like Adam is dead again. I mean, I, I don't know. We'll see I'm not dead yet. You're dead again. Yeah, I'm Adam. Dead again. Uh, but you know what? I mean, look, the Adam character, uh, he doesn't seem like, you know, I mean, it seems like Tila's got more balls than he does. And therefore, you know, why not make it about her or, or man-at-arms? It's, you know, Adam was just sort of like, hi, everybody, I pick up this sword, and now I'm, a, now I'm cool. Um, so I, I hope there's no... I, I get it. He-Man's your guy, but Kevin Smith has made a great story here, and yeah, you might not like it if you're a He-Man fan, but if you like a great story based on something that was, you know, something you grew up with, and he's really put a clever twist on it, and also had two women be like the stars, which I think is a nice thing as well, I say go for it, Masters of the Universe, and and the critics all the critics are loving it too. And so here, I'd say check it out. And here's the thing, also, I mean, they're half hour episodes. There's only five right now. Like at worst, you're out two and a half hours of your life. And if you didn't like it uh, for the first episode, you're out a half hour. Like at that point, and we've talked about this with like Joe. If it's something you're not into. You don't have to keep watching it. You don't need to hate watch things unless, I mean, that's your thing with your daughter and you want to do that. But uh, if it's not, oh, yeah, then you can just watching. yeah, you can just stop watching stuff if it's not if it's not your jam. But this really feels like it's going to be something along those lines. So I do like the fact that they're actually creating a story and it's not just product placement for a half hour at a shot. So and I f- I'm yeah, excited I feel, for that. I do feel badly for Kevin Smith because he's. This is, these are his people. You know, I sometimes feel that way myself. It's like, what has happened to some of us geeks that we yeah. have just become so mean and so angry when that's what the world was to us. And now the world has opened up and we are so well accepted. And w- so is that what happens? You get what you want and you still decide, all right, I'm going to be mean. I My brain can't figure it out. I uh, and What is it? Die the hero or live long enough to uh, be the villain? To see You're yourself right. become I mean, the villain? Yeah. And Kevin Smith is one of the nicest guys in our community that you will ever meet. And you can tell he put his heart and soul into this and thought, let me put together a cool story based on a universe that a lot of people grew up with. And, you know, also did something that I think is cool. Gave a reason for girls because to get into this and see some cool characters. I think it was a great thing that he did. And boy, people just want to take a dump on that. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? You know, really, what is wrong with you? I mean, mean, He-Man, there was nothing to He-Man before this. Kevin Smith did something with it. 
I mean, He-Man was nothing but a really a joke of a cartoon. If you, there's no reason to like that, except you were a child and you liked dolls. And you know, hey, I mean, hey, 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 those are I mean, action, figures, action figures, sir. Yeah, I don't mean, call I them this, dolls. I mean, I'm never going to get mad at the folks at Netflix for what they did to <laughs> Lost in Space because it's never going to be what it was from the 50 years ago when I was a little kid. But I really like what they took. They took something I loved and they said, hey, just like, you know, Parker Posey getting hate because she's a female Dr. Smith. And people go, how do you hate her? I go, actually, no, Parker Posey's killing it. She is a great, rotten character. And she's (laughs) She's very good at that all of the time, by the way. Oh, yeah. And she's so good at the new Smith. It's a modern version. It's a modern take. And I can't imagine anybody else playing that role. And I just want to tell my fellow geeks that can't get over it. Get over Get it. Over it. <laughs> well, I love the fact that you are uh, entertained by it, and uh, I'm definitely going to be checking that out. But now it is time to get to the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. All right, Vicky, what do you got for us? I discovered something, and it kind of blew my mind. I'm like, I feel like I'm on top of these things. I Mostly because I spend way too much time on the internet. Fair enough. But do you know who is directing the second Venom movie? I mean, everyone's um, freaking out. Like, let there be oh, carnage. It's Jimmy. Jimmy. Let there be yeah. carnage. The trailer dropped, and it looks fantastic. It looks really amazing. Like the fact that they've uh, they've made Carnage look um, menacing, which I would really hope so as well, because he's probably one of the scariest symbiotes uh, out there. And I'm not really up to date on the symbiote, so if you want to uh, school me, go ahead to uh, bjgeeknation@gmail.com. Um, but yeah, he was like he's like Venom was scary, and then Venom kind of went anti-hero, and that's definitely how they're really kind of portraying him in this movie. But then you need a bad, bad baddie. And that's where Carnage comes in, mm-hmm. and uh, 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 what was it, Cassidy? Uh, oh my gosh, I can't even remember his uh, his actual name. Oh yeah, I don't something know Cassidy. either. Yeah, I mean, Cassidy it, might be right. Yeah, it's like a Cletus Cassidy or something weird like no, that. Cletus. Cletus. I actually was right. Yeah, Cletus Cassidy. Cassidy. <laughs> nice job, buddy. <laughs> Cletus. So the the first or the director who did the original Venom, the first one, was Ruben Fleischer. Who also okay. did Zombieland, Zombieland, Double Tap, Gangster yeah, Squad, did, those movies. Nice. Turns out that Venom was better than a lot of people told us. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, could I have had, been a review bomb. I don't know. That made us not want to see it. Uh, and then I had, we ended up liking it. I had no aspirations. I know, I didn't think it would be any good. I love Tom Hardy. Same. But I didn't. I just was like, this doesn't seem like it's going to be a good movie. It's a Venom movie with no Spider-Man. And yeah. since I guess my le- expectations were so low... I had a lot of fun watching it, and I felt it really encapsulated the 90s Venom, which is when he was created. And he's not pretty. Like, it's not a pretty movie. He looks like he's, you know, going through, you know, drug with, uh, withdrawal the entire s- time. I was going to say, it looks like Tom Hardy has the meat sweats the whole exactly. time. Exactly. Like, he yeah. doesn't have, like, a gratuitous, shirtless, <laughs> badass fight. Like, even his fighting, it's just so... No, I don't want to say awkward, because the fight se- sequences themselves are really awesome, because Venom's fighting for him. But he's so confused. <laughs> so who's the director for this one then? It's somebody that we know. We forget that sometimes they direct and do other things besides acting. And a lot of his acting involves wearing suits. Doing suits. CGI oh. type suits. Is it Gollum? Gollum. Yeah, nice. Well, uh, ac- wait, 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 wait. The uh, actor who is Gollum, Andy right? Or, okay, I was like, yeah. Gollum's going to do it. He's going to be like... Yep, he yeah, has Andy Serkis, I mean, he's the guy you think of, <laughs> yeah. Mr. CGI. Which also, yeah. he was Ulysses Claw mm-hmm. in uh, Black Panther. And he was Don't forget a, Snoke. Yeah, Snoke, right. Planet of the Apes. Oh, yeah, he was Planet, Caesar yeah. in that as well. He's like, phenomenal. It's, it's, like, it's like so many roles where he is not himself. Like he's sitting there as something else, literally something else, which 
actually makes a lot of sense if you're thinking about a movie that's going to have to deal with a lot of CGI and uh, that motion capture stuff because Carnage and Venom are both symbiotes with the the, the weird craziness with them. And I do love uh, him uh, in a recent interview. He said, I have spent a considerable amount of my life playing a character with two sides of his personality, oh. and there's common ground there. The digital characters have got to seriously act. They've got to be totally believable. I want to find a physical vocabulary for Carnage that was entirely different from Venom or to Venom. And everything's always underpinned by reality and the truth. And I think it's a perfect movie in a way because it's very celebratory of what cinema can do. Ooh, that gave me chills. That's yeah, awesome right? Because yeah. you know he's it's a good super, statement. he's very passionate about his work. And he this is something he's really familiar with. So it's like, let's do it. That gets me excited for it, but also I'm still tempering my expectations. I don't think it's going to be the the you know the the biggest, most bombastic, most amazing movie out there. But if they keep along the same lines of what they're trying to accomplish with the first one, which I felt they succeeded, uh, then I'm really in for this. Like this will be one I want to watch in the theaters as well. So I had a question. I have, I, I have a solution. Go ahead, Joe. Uh, well, I've never watched Venom the movie. Okay, yeah, so yeah, yeah. And I never watched any of the cartoon or any of the comics. Mm-hmm. He seems more playful in the trailer. Like he's kind of not a bad guy. He's not, he's like an animal almost. I feel like he's almost Kinda, like yeah. a, a child too. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. the first one, like they're like, oh, you have a parasite. Don't call me. Par-. You know, he's just like, hey. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's very <laughs> um, like uh, very. If you think about like uh, the sort of personalities and stuff, he's very id, which means very childlike, very impulsive, doing mm-hmm. that stuff that he wants to do, it's which like, generally well, is no chocolate. Yeah, it generally means he wants to eat people. So you kind of have to go around with that with the child's aspect of it. Is like, well, you can't eat people, or at this point, well, you can only eat the bad people, and so you kind of have to work around that with him. So has he always been that way? Like, not necessarily a villain, just you know, misunderstood. I, they, they eventually change it, I think. Yeah, he oh. start he started off, and, and this is getting super into nerdy the into comics, it. Yeah, right? into the comics. But Secret Wars, Spider Man had a black suit. He came out with an all new super thing. Turns out that was the symbiote that was taking him over and kind of getting into his personality and getting sort of that uh, parasitic uh, influence. And then essentially, when Spider Man got rid of him. Uh, the symbiote was pissed off. Also, at that same point, Eddie Brock was pissed off because Peter Parker had ended up screwing him out of a job, even though he did it in his own damn self. So that mutual hatred, they just wanted to kill Spider-Man slash Peter Parker, and it didn't matter who got in the way. And then eventually became so popular, he kind of became almost a Punisher-esque anti-hero. So he's always kind of been that gray area where he's not necessarily doing the right thing for the right reason, but it works out that way. Because that's the only exposure I've had is yeah. Spider-Man 3. And the only well... thing I remember about that is a certain actor dancing hilariously <laughs> in a club. <laughs> that's a good... That's why, by the way, if you really want to like any Venom movie, go see Spider... You know, Watch Spider-Man 3... And then you'll be so upset that that Venom movie will be so good. Okay, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I'm like, don't watch Spider-Man 3. Just don't. (laughs) If you want the Venom movie to be good, really. I mean. You'll you'll say temper your expectations. You will be happy to see anything after Spider-Man 3. You're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. Well, until next time, guys, stay nerdy.